This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by the spectator at the Tour de France that uh, uh, caused an enormous crash and caused dozens of professional cyclists to tumble into each other and um, kind of have a real sort of Looney Tunes style experience right there in the middle of France. So that's our sponsor today. It's that spectator who is still at large and uh yeah we'll talk more about her soon (laughs) i am tim and i guess that makes me matt And that makes this Ear Buddies. Because sometimes it's easy to think of two sort of uh, ancillary characters in the story, and other times it's not, man. That's right, and I take my cues from you with, with that little opening bit, so when you say Tim, I say Matt. Tim. <laughs> Matt. Tim. Matt. Uh, when I say buddies you say pals buddies pals buddies pals this is a this is the wrong note to start this ep on pal it sure is it sure is tim (laughs) uh fix it fix it quick (laughs) we are talking about the exploitation and wrongful treatment of britney spears Everybody's talking about old Britney these days, and uh, we, of course, love to um, sort of hop into the conversation as it happens. This one's a toughie, though, and in fact, it's uh, it's important enough that we bailed on the episode that we explicitly promised last week. See, this is why we should never do that. Right. Yeah, you try a teaser, and it just doesn't work out. Uh, yeah, that burned us. Still... We're still excited about that, Ep Tim. I'll say uh, it's going to happen, but sometimes, um, look, it's life, it's the music industry, it's society, it's culture. Stuff never stops happening, and uh, we have to respond, I guess, as first responders, um, which I think mm. is the responsibility of so many podcast hosts. Uh, we number among them, and we are going to do. Our job. We are heroes in in that respect. Uh, so, Wednesday of this week, or the past week, Brittany had the chance to uh, get in front of a judge virtually uh, and finally tell us how she feels about the conservatorship that she has been under for the last 13 years. So, for the, for the uninitiated, uh, I, I bet there are a few of you out there, but Matt... Uh, what's a conservatorship? Sure. So a conservatorship in simple terms is when one party, one person, is essentially given control by a court of law over an aspect or several aspects of another person's life. 
That is a good. simple explanation. Absolutely. Yeah, that seems that seems good enough. But ba- I mean, basically, uh, it is when a person is or is I guess appears enough to be unfit to I guess handle their own affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, a court will oftentimes um, bring in a a conservator who is then charged with um, handling this person's affairs. Sometimes it's strictly a financial thing. Sometimes it's uh, more all-encompassing than that. But that's what we're dealing with here. This system exists for good reason. And, I mean, I'm not. we're not coming on here to, to blast the idea of a conservatorship. It exists mostly for people who um, maybe are addled with dementia or nearing the end of their lives and um, simply maybe don't have a a family system or a structure in place to take care of themselves anymore and they need someone to help manage these things. So that, however, does not describe Britney Spears, I would say, by by, uh, any stretch of the imagination. Yes. She's, I think, 40 years old. She's been in this position for 13 years. And... There are some other really unique uh, and kind of startling things about this particular case in that the conservator, in her case, has long been her father. And while she has been under this conservatorship, she has still been an active artist, a, a performer. She's been touring. She was working on a residency in Las Vegas. She's releasing albums and functioning as a pop star Mm -hmm. while having no control over many aspects of her personal life and the entirety of her financials. It's a really strange deal. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely, um, it's bizarre. Uh, largely, I mean, that's why we're talking about it because like you mentioned, Tim, uh, a conservatorship is, it's it's very strange that it would be put into place for something like this with Britney. Um, I mean, these things also, they're usually time-restricted. This one is just indefinite. Yeah. Uh, the conservatee usually has some say in who is the conservator. In this case, uh, that did not happen. Britney explicitly stated that she did not want her father to uh, be the conservator. Um, so, yeah, it's a... It's a disaster of a situation and so you know actual journalists and other reputable uh you know media outlets and podcasts have done a much better job of covering kind of the moment to moment what led to this and if you have paid Mm -hmm. attention to sort of pop culture in the last 20 years you have a sense of it too right you know plenty of sort of public meltdown quote unquote moments that people will point to as, wow, you know, she's really gone off the deep end. And that essentially is what led her father to uh, seek this conservatorship, get it, and take full control of the Britney Spears empire. So plenty of reading to be done on how we got there. But where we are today is in the position of finally hearing from Britney herself. I want to be able to be heard on what they did to me by making me keep this in for so long is not good for my heart. 
I've been so angry and I cry every day. It concerns me. I'm told I'm not allowed to expose the people who did this to me for my sanity. And honestly, it sounds pretty much like indentured servitude. Like she has been forced to work. She's been forced to tour. There, there are people demanding that even if she's sick, even if she is feeling you know, mentally or physically incapable, she still needs to rehearse and perform. And then other aspects of her personal life are terrifying as well. She She's not allowed to uh, try to have children right now, even though she wants to. I was told right now in the conservatorship, I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I have a um, ID inside of myself right now, so I don't get pregnant. I wanted to take the ID out so I could start trying to have another baby, but this so-called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they they don't want me to have children, any more children. Um, so basically, this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. There are some uh, really I I deserve to have a life. terrible things happening, and she's finally able to say how she feels um, about it to a judge. Once you see someone, whoever it is in the conservatorship, making money, making them money and myself money and working, that whole that whole statement right there, the conservatorship should end. There should be no, I shouldn't be in a conservatorship if I can work and provide money and work for myself and pay other people. It, it is no jarring. Um, to be able to finally hear her speak on her own situation. Because, Tim, like you mentioned, uh, if you have been paying a little bit of attention, like this has been going on for 13 years. It has not been uh, a good situation. There's the, you know, free Britney movement has, it's not, it didn't um, spring up this year. You know, it's been uh, gathering steam for some time. But yeah, she she spoke um, very clearly and very eloquently and very correctly in my view, to uh, a judge and sort of outlined uh, in no uncertain terms what she's having to deal with and how ridiculous that is. We could we could talk about this for like an hour, Matt, but mm-hmm. I'd like to consider that Britney Spears is not the only exploited musician or pop star uh, <laughs> <laughs> by any means. Sure. Um, I mean, we, we talked about Taylor Swift, right, not having control of her masters and taking the matter into her own hands and discussing her as a a worker, quote unquote. Well, sometimes these situations where a, a person, a performer, a talented person becomes a commodity and people will will do horrible things to take control of that commodity and sees what they see as an opportunity regardless of you know the the moral weight of the, the decisions that they make yeah okay that's that's huge i think i mean i think that's our point you know we sometimes we hunt around for one but man that's it like that is uh i hate to say it commonplace right i mean that is that's how the game is played and mm-hmm. 
there is absolutely exploitation baked into the system of the, the music industry. However, this particular situation that we're talking about with Britney uh, and a few others that I want to I wanna discuss, that is, yeah. that is above and beyond. That is not baked in, but if you look at it a little more closely, you can see how easily it can happen. We know that uh, a musician, an artist, is a commodity. I mean, the, the more famous they get, the greater and more exploitable a commodity they are. And uh, there have been people like uh, Britney Spears's dad and uh, a number of other sort of slimy characters over the years in the music industry who have taken the exploitation of uh, sorry the normal exploitation of a record label or whatever and just elevated that to uh, incredible levels uh, and and absolutely heinous uh, greedy grasping insane levels and what separates i think a lot of these stories is it's these actions are taken on the part of people that ostensibly you should trust we should be able to Mm -hmm. trust yes you can you can look at the system and say well sure you know of course the record industry is going to take their piece and you know try to squeeze you for everything you're worth that's the system that we know but these examples are basically outside the system as we recognize it and perpetrated by people who should know better i guess let's act i mean we've been hovering around this let's talk about some of those other examples and 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 see if we can well we don't really have to try too hard to draw parallels but Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) let's see what's there yeah, please give us a little history lesson, bro. Sure. So my uh, look, I'm a huge Beach Boys fan. Always yeah. have been, and always will be. Even more, I'm a Brian Wilson fan. He, you know, was the Beach Boys. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you. You never need to doubt it I'll make you so sure about it God only knows what I'd be without you He was exploited and taken advantage of and um, sort of pulled around in the same way, in a sim- very similar way uh, that Britney is now being back in the 80s maybe late 70s, uh, by a doctor, by a psychologist named Eugene Landy. And Mm -hmm. if you look at what happened to Brian under Dr. Landy's uh, care, I guess, well, quotes are around that word. Big old quotes, yeah. uh, This was a guy who was sort of a failed 
well, Eugene Landy, not Brian. Uh, he was sort of a failed musician and entertainer and got into psychology because his parents wanted him to. And ended up, very, very long story short, I mean, there are documentaries, yeah. there are movies, very long story short, he ended up being so tangled up in, in Brian Wilson's life and in his um, care that he got executive producer and co-writer credit on a, a few albums that Brian was working on. He started a business with Brian uh, and and got, ended up getting royalties from songs that Brian had written and just absolutely uh, barnacled himself into Brian's life in a way that is still taking its toll on Brian. Because yeah, Brian, I mean, so this is... Yeah, no, go ahead. At a time when Brian Wilson is... I mean, he he was having real trouble with drug abuse and, you know, mental breakdowns and, and things like this. And so when he sought help, he it's, it's really tragic because he just basically fell into the pocket of exactly the wrong person who... Di- misdiagnosed him as a paranoid schizophrenic. It then, r- right as you say, starts he getting gets uh, writing credits basically, or gets uh, gets production credits on music that he releases down the road. You know, like every good uh, every good psychiatrist <laughs> deserves, right? Right. They, well, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's a crazy. It's a crazy idea. It's, and like, and that's that's something that I think. Actually, you know what? This is a good a good. Uh, call back to your earlier defense of a conservatorship. So Brian was not under any conservatorship when he was when he was being treated by yeah. Eugene Landy. Uh, but what protected him after the fact, I mean, after a lot of the damage had already been done, was a conservator, uh, conservatorship, right? So he ended up being... Uh, subjected to the terms of a conservatorship which ultimately helped pull him away from Dr. Landy which I mean thank God uh, and absolutely it's another example where that is um, it can be a helpful thing because Brian uh, clearly was not in the the greatest state of mind or or mental health so that largely was, because largely because prescriptions from Landy were doing serious damage to his 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 mind yes it's, yeah, yeah mean, it's, it's really horrible yep and the, you, you know you see the results even even today and I mean Landy got dis dis what is it disbarred defrocked de something uh, like he lost his license there you go yeah like because <laughs> I mean it was it was very an out and out case of abuse and manipulation and Landy's still trying to be a star somehow yeah. um, and that was the end result of it and it's just it's similar in that in the terms of just personal I we keep saying the word exploitation but that's what it is right I yeah. mean there you go Uh, you also, uh, in preparing for this, brought up uh, Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yes, yes. Now here you go again, you say. 
yeah, that's that's a slightly different case in that um, the she wasn't being, I guess, abused in the same sense and and in the yeah. financial sense, I suppose, that Brittany and Brian were. But she said that it was so. It was in the '80s after she had uh, gotten out of rehab. Uh, and was clean from coke and mm. things were looking up and then she ended up going to this psychiatrist and she's never she's never said who this like what this guy's name is but he was just some groupie I guess according to her who th- for the next six years just kept upping her dosage of like of benzos and clonopin and, and made sure that she was reliant on him and here's here's his reason he was just wanted to hear rock and roll stories like he wanted to be close to fame it wasn't anything beyond that but it in her words i mean she it ruined six years of her life and then she had to go to rehab for that that's brutal yeah one more example uh, ronnie specter what do you know about her matt oh she's the lead singer of the ronettes she married phil specter she rocked Yeah, she did rock. Um, and yes, so she she marries the producer of her records, um, who then ruins her life. Uh, she she has said that he surrounded their house with barbed wire and guard dogs, and confiscated her shoes so she couldn't leave. It was just like absolute, total mental and probably physical abuse uh she says he at least threatened to kill her um devastating stuff uh, and of course they, so they they get divorced and matt didn't you tell me that she had she signed away the rights to the music that she made to phil specter yes yes so in <laughs> under the terms of their divorce when you now whenever you listen to a uh ronette song mm-hmm she's getting no money like she gave she signed all of that away to phil and now okay so now we know that phil was you know a horrible guy and he ended up actually literally murdering a woman um, oh right Died and, in right so uh and also <laughs> brian wilson actually his favorite song quick fun fact was mm. be my baby by the ronettes and ah. you know phil Spector. so that doesn't matter here, but there's a connection for you. Um, well, there you go. But yeah, I mean, and that's like we're, we're talking about all this and, and giving these examples, and what it comes down to, and, and keeps circling back to, is mm-hmm. uh, controlling a commodity. Because yes. Phil, uh, even though he was <laughs> married to this woman, knew that she was. Uh, I mean, she was a dancing bear for him she was a cash cow same way with with brian i mean you know if yep. you if you can get on a brian wilson song you uh you're gonna be eating pretty well for a pretty long time and you know doctor well ex-doctor landy wanted to do that and he yep. had the means to make it happen and it, uh Brittany's father is getting paid 
almost $200,000 a year, plus royalties and percentages from her residency in Vegas and her tours and her, etc., etc., for simply just hanging out and ruining her life and making her have an IUD. So, isn't that... Jamie Spears said, my daughter's going to be so rich, she's going to buy me a boat. Yep, that's right. That's... (laughs) Here we are. Yep. Uh, Right. That's the common thread between all of these these people. Britney Spears' father, Eugene Landy, the unnamed psychiatrist of Stevie Nicks, uh, and of course Phil Spector. They're all... They stopped seeing these these people as people and instead saw them as moneymakers and totally disregarded their humanity in the process of just trying to get rich. Yeah, and and it's... Look, so I think there are a, a number of uh, helpful lenses through which you can look at any of these of these situations. Um, and I mean, human rights and individual rights and personhood is huge. But also, mm-hmm. like, again, <laughs> I mean, I think we predicted this episodes ago that we were going to be <laughs> talking perhaps <laughs> a lot about... Uh, labor rights but like Brittany is a worker yep and as was brian as was stevie as was uh ronnie as are they all still and their labor is literally simply just being here's that word again exploited i don't know the, the fact that that can happen and that it's also been like it was pretty easy to make that happen every time you know, uh, they have their talent and their ability and their labor and their enterprise and their brand, I suppose. And even outside of the uh, confines and restrictions of, let's say, a record label, they there are still situations, very clearly, where someone can swoop in and absolutely just take advantage of the whole thing get paid control the whole show um and you know what tim i don't have a a cool solution here i don't have any ideas (laughs) yeah it's not like we have the answers here i mean the main thing is gonna be watching the britney spears situation closely now that she's had a chance to go before a judge make her case who knows what happens next um but all you can do is hope that she gets fairly compensated for the work she puts in and treated ethically. And that's all we can hope for anybody at this point. Yeah. Look, I am thrilled that this is a conversation that is being had uh, yeah. for Brittany individually, obviously. But, like, I mean, you know as well as I do, Tim and listener, that it is easy it's the easiest thing in the world to attach yourself to some sort of activist hashtag um, Mm. and say free Britney and it doesn't need to go any further than that for you personally you can just do that and get on with your life Um, and yeah like are you going to free Britney no no (laughs) like are we we're not going to that's not really you know on our shoulders however uh, I do think it's great 
that this is a conversation that's being had, and I hope that as the music industry and just society in general, hate to say society on a podcast, but... As, Everyone's doing it, man. It's uh, fine. Yeah. Well, as <laughs> as we continue this mm-hmm. experiment of life, uh, I think that's even worse. Go on. <laughs> no, I'm just trying some things out. As we continue this, like, uh, wake, like it's good to be woken up to that and to be paying attention to when these things are happening and not accept that someone is laboring under. Yeah. Uh, a conservatorship for 13 years or being drugged uh, for decades or anything like that. I mean, that's something that is a positive that I think can come out of this. So fingers crossed. Right. right. We're never going to reach some utopia where every artist, you know, is treated equitably and every every person is valued correctly um but as barack obama once said matt the moral arc of the universe is long (laughs) but it bends toward justice (laughs) i think that was martin luther king originally (laughs) maybe look that up later because i know obama did say that but i he did say that look we'll talk about this at, at the break, privately. <laughs> Ear buddies. <laughs> we'll return in a moment. <laughs> This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by the cycling spectator who caused an enormous crash at the Tour de France. Matt. <laughs> yeah, Tim, I'm here. <laughs> you know how much I love cycling, professional oh. cycling. So imagine my surprise when I was tuned in to ESPN4 watching the the greatest game, I would say, and that <laughs> is bicycle racing yes uh the tour de france i mean the most iconic uh, peloton in uh uh, in all of sports in all of the world when i saw that just devolve into mass chaos into like goofy sound effects and crash sounds and bodies flying through the air <laughs> could not believe my eyes well it's not something you expect to see from the greatest game ever played uh <laughs> but look man i saw the footage too and i saw that lady um i think it, i mean it was a lady am i am i it was a lady it appears that it was a lady uh she is at large we uh, <laughs> yes. we have not apprehended her yet but she is wanted on 
I think some pretty sizable charges. Yeah, well, I, I heard, Tim, I heard that she's mm-hmm. getting sued for her behavior. Um, By the tour, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So, look, okay, <sighs> look. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're not here to just talk about the news, the, the goofy antics of the day. We are here to provide a service to someone who gave us money. Mm-hmm. And that is this woman who is, has not come forward, but she did uh, reach out to us on Parlor. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she wire transferred us some either francs or euros. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but it all converts mm-hmm. to USD. It's fine. Uh, and look, I mean, what? Look, Tim, what do we do here but help out people who need a little, a little boost back into the good graces of society? We need to acknowledge that first and foremost, this woman is a lover. Of the beautiful game. Mm-hmm. She loves cycling. <laughs> she came from somewhere to attend this race. She she made a damn sign. <laughs> yeah, she 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 clearly like wanted to be there so bad. So as we right, as we come at her with our pitchforks, let's just remember, gang, she's one of us. She loves racing. Yep. Look, she was so stoked to see that she was so she was a little too stoked but who among us right I mean yeah. that could if, have been right. <laughs> any one of us cycling fans right now could be on the run getting sued by the tour uh it was just for being too for being too excited that's what right we're, that's that's her that's her great crime yes is that she cared too much yes and i look at that footage and i say there but for the grace of god go i (laughs) right i mean she she just stepped a little bit too far out into the track oh man and there but for the grace of god went every single bicyclist (laughs) look okay it's funny to get an aerial shot of that sort of uh carnage and I'm sure it was hard to be in the middle of that, uh, and I'm sure she must have felt awful. Um, you know, that's right. like, I, come on, do you right? Do you think she's yucking it up at home watching the coverage? No, she feels terrible. Yeah, I think I think she's been punished enough, probably already, right? In the right. court of public opinion and her own brain. <laughs> exactly. She's going to work every day and covering her face. Probably she doesn't want to be recognized. <laughs> this is a she's on the lamb, mm-hmm. and, and all she did was make an honest mistake. She wrote a sign that said in English. Well, it was in French, but it translates to "Come on, Grandpa and Grandma." Yes, come on. And she stepped onto the road to wave her sign to cheer on the cyclists who she must have assumed were another uh, 100 or 200 yards down the way. And what did we get instead? We got yakety sacks. That's fine. <laughs> well, they, they're going so fast. Is anyone dead, Matt? Did no, anyone die here? No, look, there have been extensive but relatively, I'm going to say it, minor injuries. It's not great. Um, but okay, <laughs> It riddled me this. What? Mm-hmm. 
what are you going to gain by suing this woman? Like, is she going to pay the medical bills of what looked to me to be 200 cyclists? <laughs> she doesn't have that kind of money. It's a cardboard sign. Come on. She is certainly in no position to, um, yeah, compensate. Uh, and, and anyway, Tour de France, listen, this is the most publicity you've gotten in... Since Lance Armstrong. Exactly. Since in those years, bracelets. Decades. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe stop looking a gift horse in the mouth and yep. just say thank you to this woman yep. for causing a little bit of bedlam, yep. putting a little bit of mirth back into the, the old sport, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, bringing us into the 21st century here. I think it was. I think it was goofy. It was a silly little moment. Yep. All the talking heads on all the local morning shows were yucking it up. Yep. And we're all saying the words Tour de France much more than we were uh, at any time recently. <laughs> That's exactly right, Tim. Look, if anything, they should be getting the bloodhounds out to try and find this lady so that they can get her in like an ad and pay her yeah. 50,000 francs or euros. That's what I would do. Yeah. Give her a give her a medal. Yeah, give her a point. sitcom pilot. I don't know. Have fun. You guys, look, you guys were dying, okay? I've I'm mad now. <laughs> <laughs> the Tour de France was on its last spokes. And then this lady comes along like the finger of God the creator and she whacks some dude in the face and down they go like dominoes. Down they go like a Rube Goldberg machine. It was it was a blessing to behold. Everyone who saw that had a better day because of it except for mm. the guys who were in that pileup. Uh, and and you take and your listen, hits, if, man. If it if it comes out that any of those dudes suffered you know, severe injuries or or maybe uh, anything that they can't recover from, um, we will <laughs> revisit this. Yes, ad copy. We will yep. we will consider our tone. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, it seems to me that everybody just had a good laugh, <laughs> and I think we should all just relax. So right. to the woman, to the woman who shall remain anonymous, hopefully forever. Yep. Uh, uh, congrats! Thank congrats. you for the money. And um, merci. Watch your six. <laughs> Welcome back to Ear Buddies. One of our more serious eps, pal, but um, especially uh, if you've been, if you listen to those ads. But uh, uh, let's uh, let's end on a on a, a little more fun note, shall we? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love so, to. We longtime listeners of Ear Buddies, you'll remember uh, we we sort of uh, pitched a possible seg. Uh, back in our very first episode when we got off on a tangent about the Ramones and we asked where are they now and we learned where they are now so uh, let's let's do it bro let's do a where are they now Britney edition I love that I love that Tim uh, again just briefly good to diversify the segs 
for the live tour. Let's jump into it. Um, we're talking, of course, about the members of the Mickey Mouse Club. As all Britney fans and a lot of his people know, Britney came up uh, as a youngster yep. in the Mickey Mouse Club, which, as I understand it, was some sort of uh, Walt Disney-endorsed cult uh, <laughs> for talented little cuties. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. I can't find the lie there, man. That seems to be it. <laughs> sure. So... And look, we all know Britney, right? We all know Britney. We're talking about it right now. But did you know hmm. that some of her, uh, I'm going to call them co-workers, uh, have <laughs> <Cultists>. also had, <laughs> yeah, uh, part of the, the coven, the commune, <laughs> they have also had pretty illustrious careers that uh, I just want to bring to light here and kind of see where they are now yeah um starting with wow man who knew justin timberlake now that's a name you don't hear very often anymore is it (laughs) former lover and disrespecter of britney spears Mm. uh he wasn't he was in the mickey mouse club he sure was, and now our guy. Well, he went on to uh, be in a little band called In Sync. Yeah, maybe you've heard of him. And then uh, has kind of proceeded to, uh, you know, become a, a cool actor and uh, musician guy. He's doing great. Oh, that's, yeah, well, that's great to hear. Good for good for Justin Timberlake, um, or as I call him, JT. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. That's really good to hear that he's doing well. Um, I wanna. I'd like to bring up uh, another another little pop star named mm. Christina Aguilera. Ag- Am I pronouncing that right? Aguilera. Yes. Yes. Uh, so she's white, um, but. She yes. So I mean, look, she also had a really good um, and fruitful career as a pop star. Mm. Um, and I, again, not a name you hear very often anymore. But uh, she sang a bunch of songs. She had one about a genie in a bottle. Yes, she had, I remember that one actually. Now that you say that. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Um. So yeah, I mean, and it seems from all I can tell, it, it seems like she's also doing pretty well. Uh, still alive, still, still working, still. I, I mean, I sort of save me here, Tim. I don't know where oh. I'm ending the sentence. Well, what's wait, wait? What's that sound? It's a. Uh, it's a nice piano. Are you shining just for me? Oh, and wouldn't you know it, it is dashing actor, 
an occasional singer, Ryan Gosling. Oh, the Canadian. Yes. Uh, I mean, a face that we just can't get enough of. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a bit of a heartthrob on the Mickey Mouse Club. Now, well, nothing's changed. He's uh, he is uh, a, a, a stellar actor. You may have seen him in films like Drive, also starring Carrie Mulligan. You may have seen him uh, in uh, Oscar-winning La La Land. Ooh. And, uh, he, I mean, uh, The Notebook, right? I mean, oof. Oh, yeah, Swoon. of course. Yeah, that's, oh, that's so cool. It's mm-hmm. it's just great that that it wasn't only Britney. Like, it's, it's so cool, I think, how so many of her peers could also sort of get a piece of that pie. It's really cool. Uh, oh, and, uh, just one one more little bonus for you here before we go, pal. Carrie mm. Russell. Carrie Russell. Felicity, oh. as, as we know her. Sure. Mm-hmm. From the Americans. Y- yes. Or uh, d- did you mean Felicity? Is that the um, the American Girl doll? That was well. No, she was on a show called Felicity, bro, on the WB. I think there was like a horse involved. Am mm. I wrong? Was she in a horse? Not movie? ringing a bell. Yeah, well, it seems uh, she had the hair for it. Carrie Russell horse <laughs> movie. Hold on. No, it doesn't appear that she was in any sort of horse movie. <laughs> okay, well, cool. It's still good, though. It's still good. Um, exciting to see that sort of success just spread across the board for all of British re- close friends. I'm relieved that they that they got out of Walt's uh, clutches. Mm, I mean, yeah, you, you hear stories about the Mickey Mouse Club, and you know some sad sad stories there. But it seems like uh, it seems like a lot of these folks landed on their feet. That's right. Yeah. I look. Let's just check out some other stuff sometime. Justin's got a number of albums and mm-hmm. films. Uh, as does Christina, as far as I know. Um, Ryan Gosling, he's in a band. Um, had a lot of good films. Carrie, nothing to do with horses, but fingers crossed. I mean, The Americans was great, though. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's great, great work all around from everybody in that little in that little household. What a positive note to end this pod on, pal. Yeah, that's where they are now. Not bad. So cool. Nice seg. And good seg. And a nice nice show we have here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> Talk to you later, buddy. Talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>